0: You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praycc.org. Thank you. Wow. Oof Wow. This is my goodness. Happens, it happens all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm like going, okay. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> How? <fun. laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Jeff, and, and praise for, for letting me uh, share today. I will try to do my best. To hear from God speak what He has to speak, you know we, we prepare, He provides, you know, this is like, okay, you know, we prepare now, let it happen. <laughs> you do all these things, so I want to share first, first, I want to share about the bulletin insert it's <laughs> this is kind of crazy, probably, not, not, but everybody who knows me is not surprised. This has nothing to do with my message, <laughs> okay? No, it, it does kind of, but really, this is a whole other message right here, and that's why I wanted this to be in your hands. And the beginning of this, will give a little mini teaching on what it means to issue the decree of the Lord over family, over our lives, it is it is to equip, it's, I have it in here to equip you to hear and to respond and to defeat the enemy. And part of that is agreeing with what God is doing. Some people have heard of the name it and claim it phrase, or the, you know, blab it and grab it, or, you know, the positive confession thing. God's, that one I always struggled with a little bit, and, and God's. Has issued it says no it's decree it and see it when we decree it we begin to see it it's like speaking to the mountains it takes it out of what can I get in this for me then what can I see you doing in my situation yes. Yes. now out of that heart out of that revelation God responds out of our willingness to see God move and saying, "You decree it, you're going to see it. You're going to see the finances come. You're going to see your family set free. You're going to see this nation turned around. You decree it, you will see it. Yeah. You speak it, I will do it." But again, it's it's part of that uh, again, this is not, it's part of that kingdom authority that flows from His throne unto us. And the only way that's going to find an expression in the world, an expression in our families or anywhere else, is for us to see, speak it out. That's why he's given us the power presence of the Holy Spirit, is to come into agreement with what God says, and we say, God, you said this. You said we would be in health. Thank you. I, I release health. I release health over my families. I release that. And I decree it so. And so I just wanted to give this into your hands so you would have we. We do this every Friday at the House of Prayer. We take those bottom eight points, and all of us all together speak them out loud, issuing our decrees over our family and over the generations. And, uh, again, this ties in with Pastor Jeff's last message on the logos and the rhema. We find out what God's heart is, what God's thinking about, and we get, to, we get to bring it into rhema. We get to activate it by our agreement with those things. So that's what this is. We also, at the, at the house of prayer, we got a decrees that we do at the beginning for Israel. Wow. You think we're seeing it now in Israel? And we've been issuing these decrees for years. We've been issuing a decree over our president and vice president administration. I'll just quickly read the first one. He says, all of us together, we say, we stand in the counsel of the Lord by faith and we declare President Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, and their administration and their families are all empowered by the seven spirits of God before the throne of heaven. The influence of these are felt and affect this administration and their families and therefore America's future and destiny." That's our declaration. Not what the world says, not what media says, not what any opinion is. We're saying what God has promised and what God provides. So we say, that's our declaration. We do that Monday and Thursdays. Here you go again. Oh, wow. I feel like I'm on a jet stream here the Spirit. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Totally right. Awesome. Uh, press home again. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Awesome. First slide. This so ties in to things that we've been hearing. That's not it. That's up there, but not down here. There we go. Eventually. But I want to equip you guys for prayer. And God's, early on, even before Jeff asked me, God, Gave me this neat little thing because I like neat little things. He says, pray, P-R-A-Y. And then the download starts. So, the first one, P, praise. When you begin, praise is that same principle of decree that we talk about here, except we're agreeing with how great God is. We're agreeing with how worthy he is. Our minds begin to be filled with how his his majesty, we become aware of his greatness, we sing of his greatness, and that that transference begins to renew our mind. You know, we get into that place where all of a sudden we become one with the song, and the song becomes one with us, and it becomes a love song to him, and a prayer, and a prayer, An adoration back to him. And all of a sudden, and we see it happen here all the time on a Sunday morning. Jason gets done. We all end up worshiping. And everybody's looking at each other saying, anything is possible in this house right now. Anything is. We can pray those amazing prayers, those outlandish prayers, those spectacular prayers. Because the one who is so amazing and spectacular and outlandish is in our midst. The one, and there's no limitations, no boundaries, no borders, are in our midst. And God wants you to know the same God that shows up here can show up in your own private, personal time with him. It's the same God in your prayer closet, in your bed as you're praying on the road when you pray. It's the same one with the same power and the same intensity and the same zeal. This is who our God is. That is a good message. That's, we could almost stop here and just say, yeah, we'll, and this is the whole thing. I'm trying to cram all this in real quickly. But check this out. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says, as you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offerings and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Could you do it, Lori? Hit the next one. Thank you. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. Get that. Get that. Get that. The Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving That it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound you. He is famous for his faithfulness toward all. And everyone who knows our God can be trusted. For he keeps his promise to every generation. So we take in it and it's not age doesn't matter. Noah comes up here. God looks at him. God looks at him and says age doesn't matter. Limitations don't matter. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And this is what God does in the place of worship. Worship connects us to the Word, the living Word, the Word at the right hand of the Father. Our worship of Him connects us with the Word, and the worship begins to make alive the promise. And in that place of worship, which is the place of his throne room, all of a sudden, he begins to release these promises that we're talking about. It keeps jumping one, but I'll, could you get the next one? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. God is, you, we get into that place of his presence, and in this place of his presence, he says, I don't know. We start reminding him of our sins (laughs) You see his holiness And then you see your lack And you're going I don't belong here And God says I will demonstrate my mercy to them And forgive their evil deeds And never remember again their sin God looks at you And he sees You're so beautiful You're so amazing to me, God would say. You're you're clothed with my son if you've received him. I look at you and I see what my son has done. And I see what my son is doing. And I see where my son wants to take you. And I receive you in that reality. I bring you and invite you in. And that's where the second, the R, lands. And we we touch base on it, touch base on it, but it's repent. And and actually, God gave me a whole list of R's, so bear with it. Repent, resist, receive, and rest. When we enter in repentance more than forgiveness, God started showing me, he says, I want all of you involved in the repentance. All of you, by the way, of my spirit, the spirit gets involved because it's, oh, I grieved God. And all of a sudden, the very pit of what feels like the pit of your stomach starts to hurt. Where you just feel like, oh, I I feel awful what I've been doing. And it gets there. So your spirit gets involved. Then your mind, your will, and emotions start to enter in and get involved in it too. Where your spirit feels this and your mind says, yeah, that's wrong. Your mind comes in agreement with what your spirit is feeling. That's wrong. I, I agree with that. Then your emotions get in there and going, oh, I am like so upset that I've messed up. You know, we don't disconnect in any way. Uh, that's no big deal. No, it connects with our emotions as well. And God wants all of us involved in that. And, and then it, it, our will gets involved. It's, okay, I'm making a choice. I'm choosing a different path. I'm choosing a better way. I'm taking a change right now. And all of a sudden, that repentance, you come into agreement with your spirit, soul, and then your body falls in line. Your body begins to line up with the rest of you, That's all this stuff that's going on in the inside, and all of a sudden, my body starts lining up. And by I'm not going in that place anymore. I'm not going to watch that video on, TV, on the internet anymore. All of a sudden, your body, I'm not gonna speak that I'm not gonna speak that anymore. I'm not gonna watch that, I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm not gonna wallow in the guilt, condemnation, and shame. Because it lands on the next one, resist. Sometimes we get in that place of repentance and all that, and all of a sudden we feel better, we feel better, and then the enemy comes back and he says, Yeah, but. And we need to stand and say, no. We think we got to do a whole lot of stuff to resist. Guess what we have to do? No. One word, two letters, no. No. As many times as we need to say it, God's looking at our heart. He looks at our hearts. But our hearts have to speak out what, our, what we're feeling. And that's where we get into this resist. Then... All of this we get to receive. He says, "Oh, you love me. Oh, you promise it I 'm free. no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Thank you. I receive it. and begin to repeat that. That could be another, R, but begin to repeat it says, "I receive." when the enemy wants to say, "Ah, oh, you 're not, no, I receive. I receive his forgiveness." I receive his love. I receive his mercy. And begin to get in receiving mode as you have done this. Because in that receiving mode, he'll release power. And we enter into his rest. Next next slide, please. It'll just be easier because I keep messing up up here. The A, ask. We finally get to asking Praise and repentance, shoo, they clear it out. They make a way for us to ask with confidence. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. You'll find mercy and help in your time of need. The boldness comes because we've praised and worshipped him, and we've given all that we have in that realm of honor and majesty, and then we've cut ourselves off from the past like baptism, and we come before him, and he says, now you can ask there's a scripture in there that says, ask. You don't have because you don't ask. And you ask because you, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives. But if we enter into the place of worship and repentance, all of a sudden our motives get realigned. So don't let the enemy give you a bill of goods. Oh, I might ask for the wrong thing or I'm asking just selfish. No, we dealt with that back in the repentance thing. That's under the blood. We put that there. And God's spirit will lead us in that place of prayer. As we prepared our hearts, prepared all this, now we get to ask. And like Jeff and the other, I've said too, ask big. Ask big. Don't stop. Noah, speak in Jesus' name. You know? Blind, deaf ear, Open. In Jesus' name. It's a decree, but it's a request. It's an it's a accessing of the kingdom of God. So God started showing me, this, and he says, ask it. I'll answer. Request, I'll respond. Speak to me, I'll speak to you. Come to me, I'll come to you. Rest in me, I'll rest upon you. I want that. I want to be God's resting place. How about you? I want to be the place where God can settle on me like the dew. Where he can come and it's not works. It's not, because like I said, we've done all the, we're we're in that place of, oh, I rest in you. And he starts resting upon me. And oh my goodness, next thing you know, he takes us into his place of intimacy and his place of his presence. And all of a sudden, our view of the world, of life, of our problems, our issues, all of a sudden become amazingly lifted, and our hearts become free, because he's resting upon me. And, he, and his desire is, again, to come into that place of rest. I'm really doing the best I can, friends. Because this is the why. We'll just go to the why. Why? Because he loves you. <laughs> I'm sorry, it could help it. I didn't intend to say that. Just don't start singing to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I know that song. The why is our yes. The why is our yieldedness to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's the why, he says. We yield to him. I found it very interesting that Jesus, the disciples walked with Jesus for three years. And they saw some incredible things. And they actually got sent out two by two And they saw God move on their behalf, doing incredible things. And now, Jesus is being ascended and lifted up into the heavenlies. And I got the rest of it, Lori, we need to move on. But in Acts 1, 4 and 5, Jesus instructed his disciples and he said to them, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about. The gift of the Father has promised. For John baptized you in water. We're in prayer for that today. We're praying how water prepares us and and purges us of the past. He separates us from that past. But he says, John baptized you in water, but in a few days you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, and I'm going to empower you for your future. Now, these guys had walked with Jesus physically, and they still needed to get in the place of getting power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I thought, my father, how much more me? How much more do I need that immersion, that endowment, that power release of your Holy Spirit? Today is Pentecost Sunday. It's the day they celebrate the Feast of Weeks in in Jerusalem And it's also called Pentecost because it's from Passover, 50 days, celebrate, and this is the day that God poured out His Spirit upon the church. On the church. 120 in the upper room. Power fell on all of them. No one got left out. (laughs) They were just up there. Guess what? That wasn't their first day in the upper room. That wasn't their first time of gathering together as believers. They have been, since Jesus told them, they hung in there. They kept showing up. They kept pressing in. They kept fellowshipping together. They've been praying together. They've been worshiping together. And when the fullness of time, when everything is prepared, and the day of Pentecost came, God says, I'm going to pour out. And he looks over at Jesus, and he says, now. Oh, heaven opened up and down comes the Holy Spirit. God showed me something else too. It's in one of the, he came down like a pillar of fire. Remember the pillar of fire in the, in the Old Testament? What happened is he came down like the pillar of fire and then all of a sudden the tongues of fire started coming out and landing on every head in the house. It was out of the same pillar of fire that the tongues of fire came. So all of a sudden, it's like this this divine connection back and forth. Jason, you want to come on up? I just want to encourage your hearts. Ask God to fill you with his fire. John the Baptist said it himself. He says, I baptize you with water, but one greater than I is coming, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And we need it all. We need this, and we need this, because this empowers the worship, because God says, "I I want those who worship me in spirit and in truth. He wants us to pray with our spirit and pray with our understanding. He wants both. So, I would encourage you, just encourage you. If anybody wants to come up and and just seek the Lord, you know, it's great when we have people praying for one another. But guess what? On Pentecost, nobody prayed for anyone else, they were after it themselves. They were after the Lord themselves. Are you hungry? Do you want more? Are you satisfied? God showed me some things on on why we don't pray. Fear, doubt, unbelief, pride, selfishness. But one thing he did show me, he said, busyness is not an excuse to pray. That's not an excuse. If you think you're too busy, you're not. God is present with you, for you. Oh. Well, I got this far anyway. Just wait on the Lord. You got a song, buddy? Go ahead. If you want to stand, stand. I just want you to receive from him right now. Just begin receiving what you need right where you are. Just say, Lord, I want more. Jesus, we want more. Holy Spirit, we want more. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.